Hi, my name is Spencer, and welcome back to my Kaizen Life, Inspired by You, where we talk about life, mindfulness, adventure, and things done by ordinary people like you and me in the most epic way. I am really sorry I've been away for so long. I really was just taking some time off and um, just to arrange some other things in my life, which I felt um, I needed to um, give them a priority. But I am back now. It's a new year and um, I hope you guys are doing really well. I also hope you're keeping in line with your goals and targets that you've set for yourselves for the year. It's not something I particularly do, but um, I do encourage anyone who does because I know that it does help you in one way or the other. Um, today is going to be um, part one of um, a series that I call Healing is Painful. There's going to be two parts to it. The first part is um, the psychedelic route. And the second part is going to be um, the therapy route, which I'm going to talk about in the next episode. So for this episode, it's going to be the psychedelic route. Why psychedelics? What is it? Why use it? I'll tell you about my experience, um, where I did it the pain, the struggle, adjusting to new life after it, and just everything that I went through. And um, for those of you who don't know, psychedelics are, what's the easiest way I can put it? It's an alternative form of healing, and um, it involves you taking taking or ingesting something. So um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of mushrooms, um, another thing that is becoming more popular right now is um, people doing peyote and um, ayahuasca and um, the psychedelic that I did was um, ayahuasca and I'll be honest when I tell you that it is it probably sounds cliche but it is a life-changing experience and it's something that I'll advise everyone to do. It is something, however, that you need to be really, really prepared, both physically and emotionally. You know, like your nutrition has to be on point, um, your mental state has to be on point, and your emotional state as well. So all those three things need to be in order for you to get into it. Your emotional part, not necessarily so, but I think it must because a lot of people who go are who go to do it are people who think or find out they are unstable emotionally. But I just mean like you need to be the emotional preparation that I'm talking about is you being prepared to experience what you're going to experience. It's not something that you could just be backpacking through a country and someone holds up a sign bar and be like hey we're doing ayahuasca here and you jump and go do it no that's not what i'm talking about it's about you coming to terms with what is going on in your life and um asking the difficult questions and hoping that when you get this um, experience or you go through this experience you are going to get um you know answers out of it um, why do people do ayahuasca? Why do people use psychedelics? Um, for me, I'll talk about my experience. Um, 
I first heard about it in 2009 when I was in India, but at that time I wasn't into what's not what what is now known as alternative healing. So I was just like, oh yeah, it's people sitting around in a circle, you know, around a campfire taking drugs, and that was my first impression of it. But it appeared in other. It appeared years later in my life, you know, um, maybe in a group of people chatting about something and then it comes up or um, me finding out someone I know personally has um, gone through the experience, you know. Um, but back to why, you know, people do it and why I did it. I was at a point in my life where things were not going the way I thought they should be going. So I was very emotionally unstable. I had just gone through, I was going to go through um, a breakup from a relationship that I had been in for nearly half a decade. And um, we knew we were going to separate. So it's something that we had put an end date to and we were slowly, you know, like um, practicing some form of um, disassociation, you know, from ourselves. And um, that was the time that I went, you know, to um, go and do the ayahuasca. I wanted to understand things about myself that I wouldn't otherwise have known if I didn't go through, you know, like the traditional therapy route. Um, I felt like my spirit, my chakras, like there was some imbalance inside me there was always a conflict between what i was doing on the physical plane as in my life my career um, my role here as a human um the kind of consciousness that i am tapping into and you know taking from and how much i was giving back or not giving back into it you know so i had all these questions and they really put me in a place where it wasn't really, really comfortable. Um, I got to find out by doing ayahuasca, the only way you come out of it is if you are able to, you know, face yourself, you know, um, face the various forms of yourself, also known as the ego. And that was something that I really wanted to work on. You know, one of my intentions was um, understanding myself from the ego perspective knowing that my ego is part of me it's not something that i can you know just break away from it makes me but i need to know what it is telling me when it is presented itself itself what situations you know how to get in how to get out um basically just know that the ego is part of me it's not something that i'm going to sever myself from one of the other intentions was, um, you know, just find my center, understand why I'm here, um, what I'm doing on earth, am I living the best life possible? Um, you know, all those things put together just made me feel like, okay, um, I had heard of people going to ayahuasca and asking these questions and coming out with um, some answers. Yeah, about my so be before you know carrying on to um tell you how i managed to get to it and like i was saying it's not something that you go looking for 
It's something that had presented itself um, to me at different stages in my life or different points. And this time around, it was through a friend and she didn't even tell me about it directly. Um, she told some other friends who then told me about it. And then I reached out to her and we had the conversation about it, you know, and um, she gave me um, the referral, the, the name of the place that she went to. And um, I did my own research on it and found it to be a safe space and um, decided to, you know, book myself for the retreat. Um, just a disclaimer and a warning here. I am not advising um, you to go and do it. I am only advising you to, you know, just listen with an open mind and um, do your own research because um, as much as it's not... Like I said before, it's not something that you just go backpacking and you go on and do. Um, there's loads of people that I know who have had terrible experiences, who have written about it, like it's well documented online. Um, you could run into people who are not really shamans. Um, they're just energy harvesters and um, you will come out feeling really drained and yeah, not be in a good shape so if you decide to go on and do it like just make sure that you are reaching out to the right people and um really going to a place where you know um the people there have the right energy to look after you and you know to um ensure that you have the proper experience out of it so back to the story um yeah so i got in touch with my friend and um she told me about her experience we um talked about it talked about what she got from it and she was very clear in telling me what a lot of um, other people say that no two people have the same experience it's not something that you go with and be like okay i want I have a b and c and you need to give me these answers for a b and c it's you face things that you're not you may not be ready to face um some of them you may be ready to face um you might get answers to your questions and um you possibly could could not as well so it's something that you really need to be careful with but my experience um i would say it was a very good one you know i was really lucky and possibly because I prepared myself very, very well for it. It took me six months from the time that I booked the retreat till the time that I got there. And during this time, I really was just looking after myself both. I was, I was very careful about what I was putting into my body. I was careful about um, the people I was meeting. So I was very, I was shielding myself I was only letting certain type of energies um, get into me through any person. I was very guarded. Um, I started, I continued meditating a lot, you know, just doing all the groundwork to make sure that it, during the psychedelic experience, if something presented itself, it's something that is not coming, it's not out of the box. It's not completely new to me. It's something that I may be ready for. So the, that preparation took me about six months and um, 
I got there to um, the center and I felt like I was ready, you know, to go in and um, have this psychedelic experience. I had these questions about myself, about my past and um, about the role that I am playing as a human, you know, on this planet. I had all these questions and I wanted to know if I could get answers to them, some sort of positive reinforcement, you know, to know that I was doing the right thing. And in the cases where I wasn't doing the right thing, um, what I could possibly be doing to make that change, you know, what actions, what steps I was going to take to um, turn whatever negative thing was in me into a positive one. The experience in itself was um, both very painful and beautiful at the same time. So I was there for two nights. Um, the first night was the night where I got to experience a lot of pain. And this pain was me basically facing the various forms of myself. All the stories that I've been telling myself since I was born about who I am, all the um, different masks that I wear um, when I go out, when I talk to people, when I, you know, just do things. All of those ego shields, you know, because as a human, you walk through life and you try to adapt to um, various situations and Sometimes that form of adaptation means building a certain type of character, a certain type of toughness or weakness. And those eventually show up as your ego, certain things you can take, certain things that you cannot take. And the first night for me was facing these various forms of myself. And I got into this, it took, it took a while for everything to kick in for me. So I just lay there in my, on my mattress because I think there was like eight of us there all sitting in this massive um, living room that looked like a hall and um, we had a very, very experienced shaman um, helping us with, um, you know, our journeys. And um, after we had the drink, it took a while for mine to kick in. I could see and feel other people, you know, like just going on in the world and a lot was happening and I'm like okay like why is nothing happening to me but before I could even know it like I was jolted into this world that looked something right out of um, Marvel's Doctor Strange if you've seen Doctor Strange then that's the best I can come to visually presenting what I first experienced when I dived into this when i dove into this um, psychedelic world and um remember when he was in the temple in kathmandu and his soul is knocked out of his body by this by the timekeeper you know and he goes into this world which is very colorful and there's so many things happening it's like he's going through glass prisms and he's bouncing from one place to the other. That's what I experienced for like the longest of times, you know, and 
It was frightening because I was just floating through space and every kind of thing was happening to me right up to the point where I settled in a place where I saw myself coming to me, you know, and when the first versions of myself got to me, I just froze, you know, and that's when I started experiencing a lot of pain, physical pain outside, you know, so like in that psychedelic or astral plane, that's why I should call it in that astral plane. Um, everything was very colorful, very beautiful, and there was me standing in front of me. Whereas in the physical plane, which is life as we know it, I was in so much pain, and that other self of me would not move. I talked to it, I yelled at it, I pushed it, it didn't move, you know? And on the physical plane, I think my shaman could understand what was going on with me and she came to me and she like started singing and she was playing some music, um, you know, playing some drums, you know, beating me with leaves and it felt very jungle-like and um, I could just feel my body shaking and in all of that she was like okay just relax don't resist it whatever is happening because what the shamans do is like they can tap into your experience you know and sometimes they can see what it is you're going through and they help they act like a conduit they help you navigate this very very complicated world you know and i think what happened was she knew exactly what I was going through and she knew how I was going to be able to get past it. So she was like, just relax, don't fight it, let it come to you. And I tried to relax and I saw that this other version of me that was standing in front of me became a little bit fluid, you know. And that was one of the forms of my ego. But it wouldn't move until I had learned a lesson about, you know, like that ego that I present to the outside world and the various forms of my ego kept on coming and you know I would have to take them I would have to understand what role they play in my life and I would have to choose whether this is something that is important to me or not you know so the shedding started and the shedding and what is it's also what is known as the purge where you let out the negative energies or things or you discard things which are no longer um, useful to you and things which cling to your soul and for me like those were that was my ego or the many forms of them and some of them I would discard them and that that process of me discarding them would also translate into a physical process which meant that I would either start sweating a lot um i will puke or i'll go poop you know and all of that is happening in one night but it looks like a lifetime in the astral plane you know and i'm going through all the cycles of facing my ego um accepting some of them discarding some of them basically shedding off a lot of skin and a lot of baggage you know because the ego comes with a lot of baggage and towards the end of it when i think i had gotten through everything um 
it became very, 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 very calm, very nice, very warm. It just felt like I was in a new world, you know. Um, there's this book I read when I was a kid, The Chronicles of Narnia, and when Aslan, I, th I hope I'm getting the name right because it's been like 25 years since I read this book, and when Aslan, he's creating the world in which, you know, like they were all going to live in, like things just, you know, the trees germinating and from the ground, from the soil and growing up into massive trees, flowers here and mountains there. That's exactly what was happening in this astral plane that I found myself in. You know, I was building a new world for myself, a new life. And this was really, really beautiful. That was creation. That was what was happening, you know. And that led me to understand that I am one with um, consciousness, you know, like it's not something that I am separate from, it is something that I am part of, it's something that I come from, you know, it's something that I come out from. And this was really beautiful and um, it probably was one of the best parts of the experience that I had. And that was night one. So what usually happens is um, the ceremony happens overnight. And in the morning, you shower, you clean up and you come back and you sit as a group and you have what's known as the intercession where you talk about your experience. Uh, it could be your difficulties. It could be um, the joys that you experience. But that is the most important part of it because that's where you get to now talk about it. And in that talking, you're also letting out. You're also learning more about that experience. You're also learning um, about the experience of the other people in the group that, you know, you participated with and you can see their healing. They can see your healing. Like there's nothing that is more beautiful than witnessing healing as a community. You know, like it's something that if everyone could do, the world would be instantly a better place so to me the intercession is far more um, rich it's a much richer experience than actually taking the ayahuasca and going through that wild mad beautiful exciting psychedelic um, and astral plane you know so we had this intercession those loads of crying, loads of forgiveness, lots of understanding, you know, a lot of pain being shed away and all of that. And that concluded day one. Day two, yeah, the ceremony starts the same, you get into it. And day two for me was more about, okay, how far have I strayed from who I need to be, you know, like we all have these questions about ourselves, like um, what's the value of my life? You know, am I doing the right things? You know, am I living to my full potential? And it's a lot of things that a lot of us go to motivational speakers to look for. And I can tell you that with ayahuasca, you could also answer all these questions about yourselves, you know, and um, this is what day two was about for me. I got to um, understand what consciousness is, 
I got to understand the role that I play and um, I got to, you know, really, really see myself and a couple of interesting things that happened. I got to experience the moment that the consciousness was put into this body that I call Spencer. So I got to experience the moment of um, my inception, you know, when me growing in my mother's womb, you know, and um, me coming out of my mother's body, you know, like that cry that I let out, you know, I'm seeing my mom's face. I got to experience all of that again. Um, I got to re-experience the first time I was violent as a kid and I was a baby. I probably was just a couple of months old. And it's so weird that I could remember all of these things because all of those memories are stored. I know this sounds really, really crazy, but these are things that I experienced and these are things that I later on went back and spoke to my parents about and they were like, how do you even remember all of these things. The first time I inflicted violence on another person as, and, and that was to my best friend, and I pushed him against the door. And we had just started walking, you know, because we are just a month apart. Um, we had just started walking as kids, you know, and I pushed him against the door and he fell. I got to re-experience that. Um... I like the first time I realized the unconditional love that my parents have for me, you know, the way they spoke to me, the way they picked me up, the way they carried me around, everything. So all those emotions that I experience in this body as part of, you know, like the conscious cycle, I got to experience them, all of them all the positive emotions and then it came time for me to experience the negative emotions and i've always told people that i am a failing empath and the reason i say that is because i don't think i can fully grasp um someone else's experience whatever it is that they are going through without me having had that same experience to the same depth as that person, you know? So if someone came and told me that they are heartbroken because this and this happened to them, I would only be able to understand what heartbreak is based on my own experience. So for me, like, I would never fully understand what it is, what their condition is. So the amount of empathy I can show them will be limited because I've not maybe my experience has not gone that far. If it was something that I've experienced before to the same or a deeper extent as them, then I think I may be able to relate with them and empathize properly. And when you empathize properly with people, they get some sense of healing, you know, like you also feel like you have done what you need to do to be able to help this person go through what it is that they are going through. So all of these emotions, I experience them from the lowest point to the highest point. And I remember there was a guy um, 
in this place with us who came in and he told us that he feels like he is incapable of love you know and i really didn't understand what that meant you know i'm like what do you mean by you're incapable of love and he tried to tell me so many things but i just couldn't really get it because love is something that i have always experienced love is something that i have always had but he said he's incapable of that and during you know day two of my experience i got to experience what feeling incapable of love is like you know it's cold it's dark it's lonely it's possibly the worst place you can want to be in in you know in life and i got to experience that and another thing that happened was there was another lady who was there and um she felt like she was a failure to her family um she was all corporate and no family time and she could see that her family and like her husband and her kids they really loved her and they wanted to support her but she just wasn't there for them you know so she had this guilt on her that she is not a good mother she's not a good person she cares more about her corporate life than about her own family and she was trying to find a way that she can bring herself to be able to reach out and take in this love that her family is trying to show her you know and at some point during our experience i felt like our souls connected and i went over to her and i didn't physically go over to her in the astral plane my soul went to hers and try to comfort her and tell her that it's going to be okay you know and that she's doing the work she's doing the right thing and hopefully her family will come around and the next morning during the intercession um and we are all talking about our experiences and she was like yes spencer i could feel you she spoke german she didn't speak any english you know uh, but she tried in the best way that she could to say yes she could feel me come over to her on the astral plane and try to console and comfort her you know and obviously i had goosebumps because you know when you're experiencing something like this that you really really can't explain all the time it just seems like it's something that is made up it's something that is not possible it's something that is not really happening but for her to come back and tell me that hey i felt your presence i really felt your presence and see the exact same things that i was telling her just made the whole thing go from it was already extraordinary what i was experiencing but it just moved it up to another level you know so day two was a much easier day for me it was really about me just going through all the emotions that there is and understanding what my center is and we went through the intercession a lot of healing a lot of crying a lot of coming together and um, having this beautiful and wonderful like sharing these experiences and hearing other people's experiences and that was it for me it was just two days and i came out of there feeling you know like when well i've never had um problems with my eyesight but i've had friends who have gone and had um laser eye surgery and 
they the way they see the world after that is so so different from when they used to have to put on their glasses you know um okay yeah personally for me um i used to have polyps growing in my nostrils and that used to cause um my sense of smell to like just disappear but i had surgery and i had it i had them removed and for like the next year and a half i was smelling things for the first time in so many years you know so food tasted better me walking through nature you know felt better like everything was just heightened it was a new heightened sense of smell that i had so coming out of this ayahuasca experience everything in my body felt like it was new it was a new heightened experience i was seeing life very differently things appeared new to me i had a fresh perspective on things i had a much calmer way to deal with struggles and um, i really just understood my presence here as a human being is passing and what i had to do to make the best out of it you know i started learning how to set boundaries you know protecting my energy um knowing who to be around who not to be around knowing when i am you know um what's the word i'm trying to get knowing when i'm overreaching out to someone um, knowing how to give people space give myself space as well so all of these things were fresh and new to me but that came with its own new set of challenges and that was everything around me now it seemed like it wasn't it wasn't really real you know because i had gone through this experience where i could basically create my own life but then i come out to this physical life where everything seemed like it had been created for me and i just had to fit in the box and walk in a certain way talk a certain way act a certain way so i found myself having a new set of challenges that i started to work with and that's what i'm going to talk about in part two which is the therapy route that i ended up going to trying to use science traditional science to be able to explain everything that i had gone through and um, how to cope with this new life so this is where i'm going to end things today i know a lot of it sounds outwardly and totally crazy and um, i would understand if you don't want to listen to this or listen to the part two but it's one of the most deep and personal experiences that i have gone through in my life and also got the chance to share it with other people and it gave me a fresh perspective it's cliche to say something changed your life but this really did change my life and the people who knew me who have known me before and after have noticed that change like for me it was a big change for some of them they were like well it's just amplified the things which we liked and loved about you you know like you're doing them now with more intention and they've seen all these other new things that i'm building and working on and they also find it very interesting and i always just tell them like this is because of this experience that i had you know but 
this is just part one. I'm going to talk about the therapy route and um, the part two. And before signing off, I just want to remind you guys to always celebrate yourself and understand that it took a lot for you to get to where you are today. And every decision that you've made has led you right up to this point in your life. And it is something that you should celebrate. All right. Hope you're doing well in life. And if not, I hope you are taking the steps necessary to make things better for yourself and um, that you continue to celebrate yourself. Now you go and have a good day and um, I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.